It's safe to say that the firing of Paul Christ during the 2022 regular season was something that none of us were expecting. Paul Christ was viewed as a coach who had one of the best job security levels in the nation entering the 2022 season. It was frustrating with his team's play in 2020 and 2021, but 2020 was... Well, call it what it is, it was a COVID year. It's a year where Jim Harbaugh, who's now viewed as the best coach in the Big Ten, went 2-4. and four. It's a year where Lane Kiffin, albeit it was his first year, went 5-5. Five and five. It was Dan Mullen's best year at Florida. It was the last time Georgia lost two regular season games and didn't make the SEC championship game since the 2016 year, which was Kirby Smart's first year. There were a lot of crazy things that happened in 2020, so that was written off. And then the 2021 season, they faced Penn State early in the year. They faced then Notre Dame and Michigan early in the year, two top 10 teams. And they lost to rival Minnesota, who was also a very solid team. They had a pretty strong finish relative to their, I think, 1-3 start. And things looked promising, bringing in Bobby Engram as offensive coordinator to replace Joe Rudolph and Paul Christ as he called the 2021 offense. It looked like the Badgers could get back on track in 2022. I didn't think they would, and they didn't. It was one of the teams that I predicted accurately, but I didn't predict that Paul Christ would be fired as a result of that. The team started off 2-3, and three, and Paul Christ, of course after the Illinois game, was fired. He was dismissed on October 2nd, and Jim Leonard was commissioned to coach the remaining seven regular season games, and he will be coaching the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against Oklahoma State. Jim Leonard, thus far at Wisconsin as interim head coach, has had a 4-3 and three record, all of them conference games at Wisconsin. He'll be coaching as the interim head coach against Oklahoma State in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. After that, though, he will be departing Wisconsin. He will no longer be their defensive coordinator. Who knows what job he'll land next, but he should land a very solid job, either as a defensive coordinator or possibly as a head coach. But it was revealed late in the regular season, or after, I think, I think after, the regular season, that Luke Fickle would be hired as Wisconsin's new head coach. And this was a surprise, as Luke Fickle signed a a massive contract with Cincinnati. He got them to the college football playoff. Arguably, Cincinnati moving into that Big 12 sphere in 2024 will give them more money, more resources, higher prestige. It would give Luke Fickle an opportunity to turn Cincinnati into a a college football powerhouse, a consistent one, especially with the fact that Cincinnati was recruiting at a higher and higher level and developing at a higher and higher level. But he decided it's time to move. It's time to move on to something bigger, something more high profile and to a university that, I mean, frankly, the Paul Christ firing proves that Wisconsin wants to win championships. So they went out and got a championship head ball coach in Luke Fickle. And that's what I want to talk about today, is not just Luke Fickle 
and what, you know, his hiring means for Wisconsin, but his staff, and give updates as well. Talk about briefly Nick um, Nick Evers from Oklahoma. He's transferring in. And just talk about the general staff at Wisconsin and what this means entering the 2023 season. Because even though Wisconsin has a bowl game, with the new staff, they're basically prepping for 2023. It in a certain sense, this is already the 2023 preseason for Wisconsin, so I want to talk about that. Luke Fickle has been coaching at Cincinnati since 2017. He coached at Cincinnati for six seasons. Before that, his only head coaching experience was at Ohio State for one year, where he was interim head coach and had a 6-7 and seven record. The Buckeyes, one of their worst seasons— since World War II. In 2017, he went 4-8 and eight at Cincinnati, but very quickly, Cincinnati turned around, and they had back-to-back 11-win seasons in 2018 and 19. They had a 9-1 and one record where they were undefeated in the regular season before losing by three points in the Peach Bowl to Georgia. And in 2021, they had again an undefeated regular season, this time because of a tougher schedule, they played more games, and because of their their reputation was building upon itself, they went to the college football playoff and competed with Alabama for a few quarters before losing to them in the Cotton Bowl. Of course, with all of their production losses that happened after the 2021 season, where Desmond Ritter, um, Sauce Gardner, uh, and many others declared for the 2022 NFL draft. Cincinnati football in 2022 was not the same. They went 9-3, and and after achieving that 9-3 and record, 6-2 and record in conference, which was the first time Cincinnati didn't go undefeated in conference since 2019, Luke Fickle resigned and accepted the head coaching gig at Wisconsin. And that's where we are. Luke Fickle is a proven winner. Yes, he played in the American Athletic Conference, which isn't the Big Ten, but you look at his resume, and he was he played at Ohio State in the 90s. His non-Big Ten coaching experience was just for two years at Akron as a D-line coach. After that, he went back to Ohio State, and from 2002 to 2016 was a part of an Ohio State staff that only lost to Michigan twice, that won the Big Ten more than half the seasons he was there. From my understanding of it, he was the co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach there for nearly a decade, and his defenses, whether it was under Jim Tressel or Urban Meyer, were absolutely vicious. They were vicious. Fickle is a defensive coach, that's for sure. It'd be an un- it, it would be wrong to not mention defense along with Luke Fickle. He knows the Big Ten in the Midwest well, though. Coaching at Akron, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and now Wisconsin, he stayed relatively around his birthplace in Columbus, Ohio, formed connections, recruited for Ohio State, recruited guys for Cincinnati at a low-profile level, but look at how Sauce Gardner, Desmond Ritter, and how some of these other players from Cincinnati have turned out. He certainly can develop talent, and that's crucial. It's very crucial because not only is that in Wisconsin's bread and butter 
to develop lower talent, but with the Big Ten footprint and with just the brand of Wisconsin, the larger resources, Cincinnati is one of, I would say, just looking at things from how successful Cincinnati football has been over the past decade or half a decade, their athletic department does not care about football, period, amen, at least compared to most, if not all, Power 5 programs. Wisconsin, on the other hand, certainly cares about football. It's you know the reason why they fired Paul Chris. They didn't think he could win Big Ten championships. They knew he could win the West, could get him 10 to 11 win seasons, but Wisconsin apparently has decided they want to pursue more than that. So they brought in a guy who's 2-3 and three with Bulls, 0-1 in the college football playoff, but just getting to the college football playoff itself is counts as competing for championships. He's won his conference. He's 57-18 and 18 at Cincinnati, 63-25 and 25 overall. And he hired some pretty impressive staff members to go along with him, and that's what we're going to talk about here too. But before that, I want to for a minute to talk about QB Nick Evers, a four-star Oklahoma transfer ready for a fresh start. I'm going to link an article by The Athletic down below for you all to read about this transfer. But Nick Evers ranked as the number nine QB in the 2022 recruiting class, 172nd recruit nationally. He's 6'3", 186 pounds, the 27th best player from Texas, just an overall, you know, impressive prospect. And with Graham Mertz, who was a top 100 recruit, and I think the 2019 recruiting class, he's departing Wisconsin. He's in the portal. It's critical to get, you know, a highly talent, a highly talented young man like Evers in that quarterback room. Deacon Hill also is leaving. Um, in 2021, he had 325 passing attempts, completed 178 of those, and he had 2,367 passing yards, 19 passing touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and he also rushed for 648 yards and had 14 rushing touchdowns. So a dual-threat QB, and he fits perfectly into offensive coordinator Phil Longo's scheme. Absolutely perfectly. You know, Phil Longo has worked with Sam Howell, Drake May. These are, you know, dual threat QBs, no doubt about it. They have appeared in Heisman lists time and time again. Sam Howell is off to the NFL. Drake May is a redshirt freshman who was third in the nation for passing yards with 4,115 passing yards. He threw 35 touchdown passes, seven interceptions. He had an 82.7 QBR, which was 10th in the nation. He had a 160 passer rating flat. He also had 653 rushing yards and averaged 3.8 yards per carry and had seven rushing touchdowns. And his he was playing Heisman-level football until the later half of November against Georgia Tech, NC State, and Clemson. He averaged below a 110 passer rating and averaged below a 70 QBR and did not even average three yards per carry on the ground. So opposing defenses eventually figured him and Phil Longo's air raid scheme out, but regardless, 
play at a very high level. You have limited talent at UNC. Yes, they've recruited highly under Mac Brown, but it's just you don't have Clemson-level talent. Florida State's catching up in recruiting for sure, and you don't have defense either. You know, Gene Chizik, Tommy Thigpen, that whole defensive staff has had issues no matter who's been on it in Mac Brown's second tenure at North Carolina. They've always had atrocious defenses. They've been one-dimensional, offensively focused teams, and you can't win championships if you have a porous offense or defense, but a great opposite side of the football. For Phil Longo here, over two decades of prior coaching experience on offense, he's an air raid guy, but his air raid scheme... He learned it from Mike Leach, rest in peace to him, one of the greatest head ball coaches of all time. He learned it from Mike Leach, but he added on the run game to it because his offense is designed so that it can be both pass or run oriented, which works well when you have Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi and Isaac Garendo in your backfield. And I think that his philosophy of offense will modernize Wisconsin's offense, but it will keep the tradition of, you know, running the ball, eating pizza and dominating in the trenches and using your tight ends while adding on that better quarterback play that Wisconsin hasn't seen since Russell Wilson, if we're being honest here. They or Scott Tolson, I think is his name, the guy, the predecessor to Russell Wilson. You haven't seen good quarterback play from Wisconsin since then. You've seen woefully below average quarterback play from Wisconsin. Average at best. That would probably be embodied from Jack Cohn's 2019 season, maybe Alex Hornibrook's 2017 season. But Longo coach Sam Howell and Drake May at North Carolina, both of whom are great college football QBs. We've already went over Drake May's stats. Very impressive kid. And North Carolina always had a top 35 scoring offense when Longo was OC over the span of four years. So quite the track record. Consistency is key. The outlier, of course, was the top 10 offense in 2020. And you want an outlier. You'd rather an outlier be something, you know, elite than something absolutely terrible. And overall, top 35 scoring offenses are basically guaranteed with his scheme, at least at North Carolina. And with Nick Evers transferring in, you have weapons. You have very underrated weapons at skill position. You still have good recruits in the trenches. You know, Paul Christ, I think it was that 2021 recruiting class, was Wisconsin's best ever. I'm pretty sure, at least in like the modern recruiting era. So you have talent there to work with on offense. Some other staff names that Wisconsin has on offense include um, Mike Brown, who is Cincinnati's wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. Jack Bicknell Jr. also followed Longo from North Carolina. He was their O-line coach. Gino um, Guideguli. I probably messed up that name. I apologize. He was Cincinnati's OC and quarterbacks coach. He is going to be coaching tight ends at Wisconsin. Uh, Running backs coach is to be announced, but I'm confident they'll find someone good on that end. So Wisconsin's offense is safely 
in good hands. The defense, I would argue, is in safer hands. I'm a Michigan fan here, and Mike Tressel's defenses were some of the best in the nation, and he didn't have great offenses to work with because when he was a defensive coordinator, a co-defensive coordinator at Michigan State, that was coincidentally when the offense began to plummet exponentially, starting in, I think, what was it, 2015 is when he, after Pat Narduzzi left, um, you know, Mike Tressel was given a bigger role in the scheming of the defense, and that's when the offense started to tank. 2014 or 13 was the peak of Michigan State football under Mark D'Antonio, the 2014 team certainly being the one that had the best offense in the D'Antonio era, and and the offense and play, quality of play, only went down from there. Tressel had to deal with the 2016, 17, 18, and 19 Michigan State offenses, which were some of the worst in the country. Tyler O'Connor, um, Brian Lewerke, Jim Bowman as offensive coordinator, Tressel had to deal with it all. In the same way that Phil Longo had to deal with incompetence at coaching on the defensive side of the ball, which of course puts pressure on him to output great offenses because they have to score every drive, because the opponent's going to score on you every drive, Mike Tressel knew that his, his friends coaching on the offensive side of the ball at Michigan State couldn't score more than 13 points per game, so his defense had to execute at nearly a perfect level. They didn't always do that, but he fielded a top 10 defense at Michigan State in 2018 and at Cincinnati in 2021. This is when he was defensive coordinator, not co-defensive coordinator, and he has coached linebacker for 14 years. He has decades of experience in Big Ten football. He is related, of course, to Jim Tressel, the legendary Ohio State head football coach. From two thousand, I think from the year yeah, two thousand and one to two thousand and ten, he's coached at South Dakota, Wartburg, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan State. This will be his first year at Wisconsin, and he played defensive back at Cornell. He won a national title as a graduate assistant for Ohio State in two thousand and two. He won several Big Ten titles, three with Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State, and he won a big, not a Big Ten, he won an American Conference Championship under Luke Fickle at Cincinnati in 2021. He also has had two college football playoff appearances as a defense, as a defensive coordinator or co-defensive coordinator in 2015 with Michigan State and in 2021 with Cincinnati. Very good defensive coordinator. I'm not an expert on how good of a recruiter he is, but from a schematic standpoint, from a development standpoint, you know, he's developed Joe Bocci, for example, at linebacker, very good elite linebacker. His resume is impressive. His work of expertise and his experience in the Midwest should help keep Wisconsin's tradition of strong defense alive and well. So I think Wisconsin's staff overall is in very good hands. I think that all the hirings that the Big Ten West teams have made, they're the only teams that have had head coaching changes in the Big Ten have been in the West, Purdue, Wisconsin, Nebraska. I think they've all made very good moves at head coach. Purdue, of course, pursuing 
Ryan Walters, former D.C. at Illinois, Nebraska pursuing Matt Rule, former head coach at the Panthers, Baylor Bears, and at Temple, and Wisconsin pursuing Luke Fickle, former head coach at Cincinnati and interim head coach at Ohio State. That's all I have to say for this video. I'm excited for the future competition of the Big Ten with all three of these new hirings, but especially Luke Fickle and Wisconsin, Wisconsin being one of the more consistent winners in the Big Ten over the past several decades after a very you know tumultuous start in the 20th century. I'm curious to see. Like this video if you haven't already. Please hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on this video down below. If you're listening via Spotify, make sure to follow the channel. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.